0: Imagine building an organization that provides not just for you and your family, but for the families of hundreds more. A brand recognized as a leader in your field. Why is it that some leaders are able to inspire a team and have a profound impact on our world, while others attempt to beat their teams into submission through micromanagement and managers who, regardless of title, are not leaders, costing their business to lose great talents and resources through attrition and toxic culture, ultimately running a great brand right into the ground. There is something else at play here, and we want to know why. It's your brand. Protect it. Protect it from both the outside and inside of your organization.
1: Welcome to Brandology Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Mosier, alongside co-host David Morrow. We explore great leaders, great brands, and the reasons why they succeed. We also take a look at stories of toxic cultures and the fall of some iconic brands. We'll play brand trivia and interview some of the leading entrepreneurs in today's business world.
0: So before we get back to the episode, Mark and I want to provide some context. David and I want to let
1: everyone understand why we do what we do. Think about what a brand actually is. It's what others say about you and your organization after you leave the room. And we want to protect that reputation.
0: Data breaches literally destroy brands that have been around for generations. We've seen it with our own eyes. When trust is broken, brands are severely damaged and often irreparably. If you take pride and joy in your brand, which you should, because it's everything that matters, then take the necessary steps to protect it from cyber threats. A data breach is a breach of trust.
1: So come talk to us at All Covered. We have a national footprint with local offices to help keep your brand in business.
0: It's your brand. Protect it. Brandology Podcast is available everywhere you get your podcasts. And as always, please don't forget to subscribe, follow, and download. Thanks for listening. And now let's begin.
2: <laughs> you, there's, there's just, it, it just all falls around the person that is the person, you know? Yeah. You don't really get away with that.
0: So I started live. So I started the live part just as we set up and stuff and then at twelve we'll go ahead and we will um we will oh so is, are we gonna do, we do facebook the, live yeah we're gonna do a facebook live it's okay. live right now it's just on our page we sent out that on linkedin and everything else so if anybody's on it doesn't start formally for 10 minutes but if anybody's on uh welcome and um we're excited about it i think i, I think it'll be good we're gonna do um We'll start the podcast right at 12.45, um, and we will uh, uh, record it. You're, Mark, you've got the recording going for mm-hmm. Zoom?
2: So do we um, need to we're going to do live? Do we need to put a little piece of tape? I don't tape know. I mean, I, I, Is well, this I Do we it have this other
0: way. water I mean, <laughs> or do or do we get billed by these guys? <laughs> I mean, it's free advertising for them. Right. Is it our other water advertisers that's why that we have to work? That's the whole problem. <laughs> right, it's our other... That's what happens. We were <laughs> right in the
2: middle of a scene of... Um, yeah. We were doing a scene in Bones, and it was a SWAT entry. Hmm. And we were going into the serial killer's uh, lair and uh, David Borean is a great guy he hates wearing helmets and stuff like that (laughs) and now the poor guy is doing SEAL team so he wears them all the time time, right but um, he wanted to wear a baseball cap backwards because that's what he likes and um, so they went and they you know costuming went and grabbed them a baseball cap he's like nah nah, I'm just going to wear my flyers one. and they were like, oh, no, you can't wear a Philadelphia oh, flyer oh, right. one. Because, then, all because the other... then it's like, uh, you know, you got to get permission and the you got to get permission from Philadelphia, Philadelphia, Philadelphia flyers. And he's like, I'm from uh, Philadelphia. I want, I want to wear, I want my, wear. wear my flyers. <laughs> so he he picked up the phone. We stopped. He picked up the phone, called the owner, <laughs> president of the flyers. <laughs> to okay? Of the flyers. Sure. And they said, sure, David, you sure. can, you can <laughs> wear
0: it. You
2: know, and he came back and said, they said they gave me permission. You know. said <laughs> it's. I just smiled, you know. And he that's wore his Philadelphia so Flyers <laughs> got on backwards and made entry. That and is great. Shot the bad guy. Sometimes it's nice to, you know, hey, because he's a Philly kid, right? You know, his dad was a. His dad was the uh, weatherman uh, in oh, in, Philadelphia? On, in Philadelphia. Oh, on very the, cool. On their big channel, yeah. forever.
0: Oh,
1: that's neat. So on that they have to have people that? Physically proactively monitor that because I, I could see where that could be easily. Oh yeah, well, uh, well, and Lisa, my, my
2: really good friend Lisa, is the onset uh, prop master. She was the onset Can prop master.
0: Not to crowd you, but I just want to make sure we're all on
2: the show. Uh, onset prop master for Bones, and she's now the onset prop master for SEAL Team. That's her job. One of her jobs really? is to make sure that that you know, it, this would say Fiji, right? But what they would do is they'd change that F to an E, oh. and it would be IG. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you look at stuff, and uh, it's almost never in the movies. In the movies, yeah. it's is completely different. But on television, you'll see that. Um, and the reason being is, like, you know, you got a big company like Fox. So Fox signs with Ford, right? And so Ford provides all the hero right. vehicles. So you'll see the Ford emblem you know but if there's a toyota or something it's gonna have a piece of black tape <laughs> over that you know and then uh let's say ford decides nah we don't we're not gonna you know give you five million dollars this year for your show um but they've already established that vehicle for right some it's already it, it, you know yeah let's say yeah. the the good guy drives a a uh um Shelby, or something, you know, mm. then they have to do things, right? Well, the famous thing is uh, Michael Mann and um, the first season of oh, yeah, um, um, you know, Miami Vice, right? You know, um, so what they had is they had a um, a Ferrari, California, what was it? What was the name of that one? You know, remember the black Ferrari, oh, convertible? the Daytona, the yeah, Daytona, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Daytona. yeah. The yeah. the Daytona, right? But it wasn't a real Ferrari. It was actually a Corvette oh, with a with a, a fake body on really? it. A company was making them. Yeah, because I mean <laughs> i it never there was there's very few of those cars in yeah, existence. Was, yeah, not a lot of them. So you don't, right. wanna, you don't wanna you don't wanna you need three or four of them for the show. Yeah, you're not you gonna know, get that. Right. You're not gonna get that. So anyhow, the Ferrari at the end of the at the season said, Look, the show is great and everybody's loving it and we can't sell any car. we're not going to sell Daytonas because we don't make them anymore. <laughs> yeah. But how about we do this? How about we give you... and that's when they shot and blew up the and Ferrari the at changed. the end and the car changes to yeah. the, white, the white Ferrari. Uh, yeah. So I mean, so the inside things, I mean, there's always... What I, what I try to explain to people, so especially wild. in the movie industry, there's never a reason why something doesn't happen right. or does happen. You know, it's there's a reason why something changed. Right. See, nobody mm-hmm. would know that that's why he moved to the other car. You'd just think sure. like, that well, was part of the storyline. That's just what happened. Yeah. No. <laughs> no nothing is part of the storyline. That's so. Everything wild. is driven by something else. It's
0: we were in all uh, we were in Chicago, um, a few several years back when there was uh, they were filming, I think it was Transformers, and oh, yeah. they had that big accident that accident, They're like well, some cable line. Oh, um, no. There was like some accident scene that they were filming mm-hmm. and one of the vehicles or something snapped a cable line and it whipped around and like killed a, oh, killed wow. a one of the actors.
1: I didn't realize so, that.
0: Yeah, it was, uh, and we were up in a hotel, I forgot which hotel it was, but we were able to see it and we were like, oh look, the film filming it. And you could see like, the explosions that you see on the screen, like, live, it it wasn't that big. Like, I was like, <laughs> really? that was not that, like, they're really overreacting to that little thing. Yeah. That is some, yeah. that it, is some it's, crazy stuff.
2: Yeah, because then they, they, CGI enhance everything. Oh, yeah. Especially these days, because you don't want really big, really super big explosions. Well,
1: now the CGI is so good. I mean, it's, you yeah. can't even really tell the difference right. in some cases, I don't think. But yeah. you could almost not do it and cgi in, and
2: nobody would know the difference. And you wouldn't know the difference, um, see.
0: So I started a live on Facebook, but it might be a different link than the one that we advertised for, but if anybody goes to the Brandology thing, they'll be able to see us, because everybody got a notice. Do you want to, not you try and get on I'm Facebook so and at, see yeah. what, just want to make sure. Because if I need to stop this one, and then we can go live on the other. But we're supposed to start in two minutes anyway. So we can probably just go ahead and start the podcast. Start live. No, it's Facebook, got us on. Eh? But it might oh, okay. be a different link on yeah. the one that we advertised. Okay, but so kill that. Can... Yeah. All right, cool. All yeah. right, well, I think we are uh, ready to get started. We have one minute, and then we'll get started.
2: So did I just tell that story on Facebook Live? I don't think so.
0: (laughs) Now, because it wasn't... uh, Well, nobody's... nobody's. There was nobody on it. Okay. Mark has two Facebook friends. I I have one.
1: (laughs) Not a real large audience on Facebook for us.
2: (laughs) Well, believe me, there's been lots of problems over the years with, uh, you know, the actors are always mic'd up.
0: Right. Some oh, of the stuff that they said, I can only really imagine. <laughs> In the trailer.
2: Yeah, the hot mic
0: incident. Yeah. All right, so you're going to start the recording? Yeah, go ahead and start the recording for the Zoom. Tell me when that's going. Three, two. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to Brandology Podcast. I'm your host, David Morrow, and we are uh, reporting uh, live today from uh, Ruth Chris, on uh, the north side of Indianapolis, uh, here with me today is my illustrious co-host, illustrious. Mark Mosher. Mark, <laughs> had
1: you not said my name, I wouldn't know who you were speaking of. Yes,
0: so, <laughs> good to see you, sir. Quick note to uh,
1: to be sure and thank Ruth Chris uh, for the wine room today. Um, Absolutely. Quick, is interesting fact: this is Ruth the Chris largest. is the largest in the country.
0: Yep. Yeah. And and Laura Bailey, who manages the place, has has been very gracious with us, so we want to thank her as well. And she might join us uh, later on for a little bird culture trivia. But let's get right to it. Um, Next to us, in the middle of us, sandwiched because you put the crap on the ends and the good stuff in the middle, middle. (laughs) um, is Michael Grasso. Michael, welcome. Thank you very much for joining us. My pleasure. We are absolutely honored to to have you here. We're looking forward to... uh, learning about your personal brand, learning about your experience in law enforcement, some of the uh, the accolades that you've had, and then also kind of, you know, um, Hear some of the, the war stories or the entertaining stories <laughs> yeah. from your uh,
1: um, only only those which can be shared.
0: Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. So the ones um, that can be
2: shared uh, PG wise.
1: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that's
1: right. You know, I have to give them that PG thirteen level as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> absolutely. So let's do this. Let's start right from the top. Kind of just tell everybody who you are and what it is that uh, uh, that you've done generally from mom. Overview. How's wow. That? That's uh, a nice, easy yeah. line. <laughs> All, All right. right. Wow. I'm just let us pop that one board. out there.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Um, I'm a Brooklyn born and raised boy.
0: Italian Catholic, good boy, Italian. Right? Well, well, actually, I'm a good Sicilian, Sicilian Catholic. Yes, boy. that is yeah. true. Yeah. That is true. There is there a is difference. difference. <laughs> there is a difference. We don't. It's we don't recognize. Me.
2: Yes. We don't recognize Italy. That's right. <laughs> you know, we, we are, are Sicilians.
0: Sovereign. <laughs> we are a sovereign Ireland. We are our own. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's you, <laughs> Sicilian too, aren't you? Yeah, oh yeah, hundred percent. I did the whole I don't to interrupt, I did that whole, brand, I, that, did that whole uh, genealogy thing. Yeah, and I thought it would be like really cool, like I will have like some French in me and <laughs> yeah, some right. like some like Ghana or something like really cool, <laughs> yeah. right? A hundred percent from like Palermo, yeah. Sicily. <laughs> like everybody, like, like there was everyone. nothing interesting. <laughs> yeah, shy, oh, there's
2: oh. nothing. Well, there's a very interesting. So here's an interesting thing because we're gonna. We'll get into it, but there's a, um, I have this thing called CCR 32, Delta 32, I'm going to get it wrong. You know yeah. what? Google it. We'll, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll edit
0: it. We'll, here, here's, there'll be a title tag yeah, that'll yeah, explain what it is. What, what, what it is,
2: it's a, a piece inside my DNA and you should actually look it up too.
0: Okay.
2: What it is, and, and the interesting story, I'll, I'll explain how I found out, but I'll tell you the end result first. I am immune to the black plague.
1: Wow!
0: Wow!
2: Okay. So you got that going. Bring that. And that <laughs> might kick our ass.
0: And that black plague,
2: we are ready. And that's because the way you you have the immunity is you, you your your ancestors survived the black plague. Right, right.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
2: And then um, very cool. Your mom married your dad, and your dad had that, mm-hmm. and your mom had it. So then all the kids get it, and oh. then. That kid marries
0: someone else, someone else right. that has it, and okay. so it
2: has to be a direct oh, lineage, uh-huh. right? Right. So the fact that we're all from Sicily and it's all like within four right. villages of each other, wow. and that's why, because it was interesting uh, back in the '80s when AIDS was really, mm-hmm. really yeah. started, and we started to understand what AIDS was. I was working a, I was working West Los Angeles division of LAPD, and I was working the hype car, which is the car that Works and tries to find the heroin addiction because oh, wow. they uh, okay. because those people are the ones that are breaking into everyone's houses right, and yeah. yep. stealing things so right. that they can pay for that habit. Right. And I, over a process of a year, I got stabbed probably a dozen times what about with needles. With needles. Oh, you know, you're, oh, like, wow. you know, are do you yeah, have anything in your people, pocket right. that can hurt me? Oh, yeah. no, no, of course no, not. Right. Reach into the pocket, oh, get, stabbed get stabbed with yeah. a needle you know, that kind of stuff, so, and of those oh, yeah. 12 needles, three of them were HIV-positive. Wow. Um, so, I got placed on a watch list and had to go yeah, to um, yeah. UCLA Medical Center um, every other month and get tested because I was going to get AIDS and I was going to die, and they re- they started to realize, hey, you're not getting AIDS, so you're oh, because so you're immune to it, and so they took plasma and all this stuff, and from that is where they derived... They this found, thing yeah, with they, this, this CCR Delta 32, and one of the byproducts of being immune to the Black Plague, and that one of the byproducts was you, I was, wow. I am immune to HIV, uh, or, or at God. least resistant to yeah. it. Yeah. Um, it's unfortunate but, to find out that but way. But it's, yeah. it's the, it's the <laughs> weird thing, you know, because, you know, Sicily is basically, was the Florida of... Rome, you know, all the right. legionnaires would That's where they would, would retire and go. Oh, we go to Sicily. Right. You know, it's like like now everybody's driving out of Florida. <laughs> they all drove to Sicily and then they stayed there. Yeah. You know, oh, since uh, you know 300 uh, AD or yeah, something, yeah, yeah. everybody's in Sicily in the growing grapes and uh, olives and pistachios. So yeah, they're all in the same place. But, now you've been been there a couple times, haven't you? I have, I have. Sicily is absolutely amazing. See, so, although I love I love German food and mm-hmm. German-influenced food mm-hmm. and Swiss-type food, which I consider that to be northern Italy, mm-hmm. you know, all right. the, light, yeah. the light stuff right. and the wines, you know. Uh, and then Rome has its own, you know, all the um, great dishes of Rome. Wow, I mean... All Just like you know, all, all the great stuff.
0: I'm, I'm hungry I grew like up slamming down this water. Yeah, <laughs> I,
2: really I grew up with the uh, with more of what we would call, you know, comfort foods. Right. So I like Southern Italian right. foods. You know, mm-hmm. like they're a lot heavier, uh, they're a lot heartier, um, but it's. It's completely different. I mean, the regional, as as you well know. I'm looking over at David. As you well know, it's it just the the regional stuff. I mean, it's like the United States. You know, you can have you can have uh, what's considered barbecue in St. Louis,
0: right? Yeah,
1: and then That's go great, great and analogy. then go to Carolinas and yeah. Yeah. have barbecue. It's a whole different thing. It's a different. You know? and then go to
2: Texas and have barbecue, yeah. and it's like you know what what's the big famous thing you, well in new york it's gravy and sauce you right. know yeah. depending that's on right. how you were raised what's this red stuff on the plate right. the gravy that's see hey, you'll <laughs> say gravy and I'll exactly. look at you and go no gravy's brown and you put it on potato <laughs> right. it's, it's sauce gravy. Exactly you know right. but but that's the exact thing you either are you either say gravy right. or you say sauce yeah. and like you know if you talk to someone about chili either it has
0: no <laughs> you yeah. meat in it or it has right. meat you know
2: so the I, I kind of love that whole thing. I, I love food and and um, growing up in in Brooklyn and then when the bridge opened up, <laughs> which opened the floodgates to Staten Island and oh. all the all the Italians and Sicilians ran from Brooklyn to, St- <laughs> to the country. Yeah. Uh, my parents bought a, a house over in Staten Island and I went to school in Staten Island and then. Got to the point where I knew I always knew what I wanted to do, so I took the tests and made uh, NYPD and LAPD, and sat down with relatives that were on NYPD who looked at me and just said, "Do you want to walk a foot beat in the <laughs> yeah. snow in, in winter or in at York. the beach?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it's like hmm. probably a pretty quick decision. So got true. it and got in my yeah. uh, Honda Prelude. I had a Honda oh, Prelude, awesome. yeah, square, the little day. square yeah, Honda yeah. it. Awesome. <laughs> got in that. it, I those got things. in it, drove across the United States, fifty-six hours with a good friend of mine, Michael. And then uh, got a ticket in John cops. Ford. Those cops! John, <laughs> those John Ford was his name. John I, John to this Ford, day, really? the only ticket I've ever received in my life. Wow! John Ford wrote me be, a speeding ticket be. in Oklahoma.
0: And if you're listening, and John, it's like, we got a phone to pick me up. I was you. like,
2: seriously, there's there's nothing here, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm driving, I'm doing sixty in a fifty-five. Yeah, what's the, uh, and I haven't seen a car for three yeah, hours. Not, not a high level yeah. of danger. I saw involved. I saw some wheat. You know. <laughs> uh, well,
1: what, but, So yeah. then you got to California. So got to California. So went so did you the start? Academy. The
2: you started at the academy right away. Went to oh yeah. Uh, like left on a left on a Friday morning, mm-hmm. went into the academy on a Monday morning. Um, uh, police academy back then, well, it's the same. It's uh, our police academy. It, I think back then it was slightly it was off by a month, but in the state of California, post the police officer standard training says, I think four months of training, mm-hmm. and LAPD did six, and now we do right. seven. It just we. We always, you know, it's Southern California is like the mecca of of police uh, tactics and improvements for well, officers. They're kind of leading
1: the country. They have they, yeah. always led. Yeah. The they're LAPD's the always led. The government. always led
2: the country. Um, oh. And I, it's, I'm not saying that because of my career there, 35 years, but. It o- always has, and you know if if uh, Southern California is the mecca, mm-hmm. or the religious center mm-hmm. of uh, of tactics and that, then the LAPD are a bunch of Jesuits. You know, yeah. we're like <laughs> we are like we are we are totally following it. So once um, you got started, did you start, I guess, with like a beat, or did did you move oh to detective? Man. How did that, no, what no. Does that arc look like? <laughs> <laughs> that arc looks like that arc looks like a straight line, and then a cliff, and then you and drop balls off, off the up edge. The end. Um, so back then we had like seventeen or eighteen divisions uh, throughout the city. Los Angeles is a very large, yeah, city, yeah, it's, yeah. Geographically very geographically
0: right.
2: huge uh, people. Not as many people as New York, but geographically, yeah. square, footage, wise. So were your parents
0: backing you about going to be a police officer? Uh,
2: I, I actually uh, didn't tell them. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that, that makes it easy. I, it made it, really, made it really simple. My parents, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: kind of do it first, ask for forgiveness.
2: Yeah, my dad, my dad, uh passed away. He's passed away, but he was an electrician uh, for the Board of Education in the city of New York, so of course there's four boys. Mm-hmm. I'm Malcolm in the middle,
0: Malcolm and, Malcolm. Um,
2: and he wanted everybody to be electricians, you know, Right. and wow. so when I always wanted to be a police officer, and he just looked at me like, yeah, yeah, that's not a career, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, something yeah. that you could make, mon- make money <laughs> yeah. at that, you know. Um, but that was always my calling, and that's what I was going to do, do. Right. yeah, so I knew I was going to do that. And I knew how I had to do that was more of the how he had to do you it. Know, that, I don't know if I ever told you this, Dean, but it was like Thursday night, and I was working for um, American Electric Power, which belonged to Tennessee Valley Authority. Okay, I, yeah. had, I was uh, just graduated college and uh, and was working as like a, I mean, a, a like an um, engineering assistant to mm, the engineers. Right. You know, and like an internship today, like an internship yeah, yeah. today, and I was, you know, taking a bus and a ferry and a oh, train wow. every day. You know, working Manhattan. So, um, I remember my dad saying to me, "So, what are you doing this weekend?" You know? <laughs> and it was like a Thursday night oh, or something. No. I said, "Oh, well, uh, tomorrow morning, uh, my buddy Michael and I <laughs> are jumping in the Prelude and." <laughs> driving 3,000 miles because I have to be in the police academy <laughs> be Monday. It. Be <laughs> and, they <were> like, <laughs> and they just looked at me like, and I said, oh, and by the way, I should go pack. And I jumped up <laughs> on the table.
0: <laughs> hey, everyone. Mark and I are really excited about a special feature we have coming up about the rise and the challenges of this technology transportation company that has literally changed the world. It experienced explosive growth but had constant controversy, making it one of the most fascinating companies to emerge over the past two decades. The firm, which was founded back in 2009, soon grew to become one of the highest-valued private startup companies in the world. And yet its leadership, culture, and business practices have all been called into question, and the brand itself has been under seemingly constant attack. Join us as we explore the rise, the challenges of this technology, transportation company, we've all used it, and the leaders who are now trying to save it today. Join us as we discuss the rise and fall of Uber Technologies.
2: Go I made back. Made a clean
1: getaway. I made a clean,
2: yeah. Just jumped in the car and like left my mom at the door looking at me like, what just happened? What just happened? Yeah, you know, I could just see her looking at my father. You know, I made the enough whole, leftovers. My, like what just happened? My father's <laughs> name was Carl, but I'd never heard her anyway, call, that. Wow. Yeah. It was like Sonny or Hun, you know, because yeah, right. you know, of those 50s, 60s. Yeah. Things, and I I could just hear as I drove away, <laughs> my mom saying, Sonny. What just happened? <laughs> what just happened with
1: So when you yeah, got to California cool. and you you did the academy and
2: what was the next move then? How did that? I went to uh, West Los Angeles. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, West. El- oh man, West Valley Division. West Valley. West okay. Valley, followed by West Los Angeles Division. Mm. West Valley Division. So um, in those days. Depending on where you were living, they tried to send you to that area okay. of the city so that you knew, um, the community. You knew a little bit right. of the community. Yeah, that uh, makes, sense. The makes sense. And so I went to uh, West Valley Division in 1981, it would be, because 80 is when I started, 81 is when I graduated. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Just started, you know. You just work. You you do the next year. Your probation. Okay. You're working mm-hmm. with training officers and learning what it was to be a police officer. In those days, uh, that was that was just prior to uh, handheld radios. So we had a radio in the car. Okay. But about three or four months in, we were mm-hmm. issued radios and. That was still had cars with the red coffee can light on it. The right? okay. oh, yeah. And then and then some of the new cars had a big light bar on it, oh, which is yeah. very exciting. All right. uh, <laughs> You Remember know, nineteen eighty
0: one. Single bulb, like that <laughs> single, the I, single can with yeah, that the, thing that would go. Around?
2: Yeah, the that's the that's New York great. ones. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ours were different. Ours actually were like two coffee cans that were facing forward with two red lights and oh, okay. two yellow lights in the back, and then the siren was in the center of the roof. Oh wow. Uh, which is extremely dangerous because you could not see a light from the side and wow. that was the big thing you know really you have a, you have so a black and white traveling on right. and going through intersections
0: and, and with their lights the light.
2: on there's a, be a red light shooting forward and yellow light shooting back but
0: nothing from the side i so think they would have engineered that right. but they didn't the, light bar. Right. the, the yeah. light bar right the light bar
2: changed that completely because then you had side yeah. lights um trivia yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um uh, but yeah interesting things questions. i mean uh you know so i got introduced to um California, which was really strange for me, because now it's it's Christmas time. I'm in the academy, you know, and I'm like yeah. in shorts. Yeah. <laughs> people are like,
0: they <laughs> are oh, cold,"
2: and I'm like, "Yeah, it's cold. It's like 65 <laughs> yeah. degrees. I have it's shorts in on. They it's
0: have cal- like, sweaters, and it's like 60 degrees. Yeah, yeah. you know, you get the sweater
2: off. It's crazy. <laughs> I remember. Um, Not until it gets. I remember like a radio call. So this was my whole thing. I was working with uh, with. A partner, and he's teaching me everything, and I'm I'm a kid, you know, I'm 21 right. years old. I, just I, I don't, all, I'm just a sponge, line. and I get to this house, and and it's uh, they call south of the boulevard, which is kind of a, mm-hmm. an affluent area, um, south of Ventura, Ventura Boulevard, and um, where I get there, and there's this kind of like um, stringy haired blonde guy and a stringy-haired blonde woman. She's got two babies in her hands. Nice, kind of a nice house. South Boulevard house, you know, bungalow, Mm -hmm. but it's in an area where it's expensive. Mm -hmm. It's got a couple of cars in the driveway and he comes out and his hair's all over his face and he's like, hey kids keep on coming and ringing my doorbell and banging on my door and then they run off and I'm like, and then they were around my cars and my partner's like kind of just standing back Wants to see how I handle it. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got his arms folded and I'm asking all the questions and, you know and I walk over. <laughs> really digging in the digging, d- in, yeah, digging you in, you know, <laughs> trying to be oh, I'm gonna investigate yeah. this heinous <laughs> crime <laughs>
0: of, of the fore- <laughs> yeah. doorbell, you know. Let's the forensics on yeah. that doorbell.
2: And I'm looking at the cars and stuff and I'm checking it out, and he walks over and he's kind of inebriated Can yeah. say? Inebriated? Yeah. He's kind of inebriated yeah, say he's, had we of, he's had a couple podcast, of he's uh, so. had a couple of he's had a couple of something and um, he he walks around the front of the car and And as he walks around the front of the car, he loses his balance. Oh no! And he falls, and he's falling. His head is gonna smack into the car. And I do like this slide thing, and I catch him. You scoop him up, and I scoop him. (laughs) So now I've got this blonde-haired guy in my arms, like (laughs) like Romeo and Juliet. And he throws his head back, and I look at him, and I go, "You know what? You look just like Tom Petty." No, and he looks up at me, and he says. I am. I am Tom Petty. <laughs> <out> i <laughs> my partner. My partner behind me. I could hear him go. Oh my! God. <laughs> because the next thing out of my mouth is my hand reaching into like my pocket, pulling out my, my officer's <laughs> notebook. You, you know this? Baby signs my notebook. You know my partner's going. Please, yes. don't, please don't do that again. Oh, oh yeah! You know, that's great. But that was my like. Oh yeah. <laughs> Tom Petty. Welcome so to that, California. Welcome, welcome to California. To right. Welcome to LA. And and that was the beginning and okay. then okay. from there
0: that's so
2: boring. it got to the point I worked Hollywood division uh um, oh, for really? years. Um it got to the point where it was like, Yeah, okay, you're Eddie Murphy.
0: Right.
2: You right. still can't drive like that. You that's know, good, <laughs> I we're driving one night. Loved in you Hollywood. in trading <laughs> places you still you, can't you, still drive can't, like you can't still have to drive. It's slower than that. Um, that's so uh, Oh, yeah, because it was just like that, you know, you'd be driving down um, Sunset Boulevard or something in Hollywood yeah. Division and one it was like 3 o'clock in the morning and a car pulled up next to me and I looked over and I did a double take and then the driver did a double take and, and then drove through the red light and pulled over and jumped out put his hands on the trunk and <laughs> yell, yelled back at me. Search me, I may have something on me, and and I look out, it's Robin Williams, you know, it's like, you know, and it's like, okay, well, that was back in his day, his prime, yeah, yeah. So it's like, uh, you know, that those things happen all the time.
0: Hey, Mark, are you excited about this uh, 2021 Female Leadership Summit?
2: Oh,
1: David, this is going to be incredible. I can't wait.
0: I am, I am really pumped about it. The 2021 Brandology Female Leadership Summit is going to be your opportunity to access a wealth of leadership insight from a world-class faculty we've put together, ready to equip and inspire you, regardless of your field or industry. Yeah, so
1: each chosen leader will provide a short five to 10-minute presentation on culture, on leadership, and practical ways to help you succeed. There will also be a panel discussion on hot topics. Uh, The belief email female leadership matters is more important today than ever before.
0: Absolutely. That's why the 2021 Brandology Female Leadership Summit will give you access to this unique group of world-class faculty who will share their distinct perspectives, inspiring and equipping you with practical skills you can use right away. So don't miss the 2021
1: Female Leadership Summit only on Brandology Podcast. So subscribe and download the episodes to be notified of this upcoming event. And as always,
0: thank you for listening.
2: Thank you. Um, (laughs) Man, Hollywood Division, uh, driving one night, a big, huge, beautiful Rolls Royce pulled up next to me. Right. And and, uh, right-hand drive, and I'm driving, and and (laughs) And the (laughs) window comes down. There's an older gentleman in it that I do not recognize. And I rolled the window down, he goes, hey, guys, you guys work morning watch? And I'm like, yes, sir. You know, because like three, you well, know, it was probably later, like five in the morning. Oh wow! And uh, and yes, sir. And he goes, oh, he says those are great days. And I'm saying, guy, oh, okay. so yeah. Rolls Royce was a cop at one time, and you know, he's like, hey, you want to go have breakfast? You call the watch commander. He'll give you breakfast. He'll let you have breakfast. There's no one working right now. Blah blah blah. And, you know. And he drives off. He says, follow me. And he's like, <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell just happened? You know. And I follow it, and I run the plate. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, okay, Blake comes back, I'm not going to say the name,
1: right.
2: <laughs> he pulls into uh, Paramount Studios, we pull wow. in behind him, go into the executive breakfast, have breakfast, and start <laughs> talking about his uh, movie that he's doing uh, called Star Trek. Nice. nice. Yeah. <laughs> so I did not know, but um, the originator, you, Mr. Roddenberry, yeah, um, was a sergeant on LAPD. Wow. He was actually on the force. Yeah, and he wrote uh, a lot of the of the Star Trek stuff before mm-hmm. it got on morning watch.
0: Yeah. Uh, um, okay. Yeah, so I'm like,
2: wow. So Hollywood <laughs> Division was like always did, like that.
0: He knew the shifts. And oh he yeah, all he knew all that, all that stuff. stuff but but you only know. somebody that had been in the division would know. That's mm-hmm. amazing.
2: So yeah, yeah, Hollywood LAPD Hollywood Division was like that. It was just well, so seeing the this the
1: the the nice side, the interesting side, the commercial side. Everybody sees, you know, with the stars and the cars and mm-hmm. the bars and all of that. As you spent time maybe in that division or another, did you see maybe a more darker side? Was there more Well, it's
2: always. Yeah. I mean, think about... Well, we'll go back to Hollywood division. So on one side, all that was happening. On right. the other side, you had some of the, the worse um, there's been prostitution, uh, young girls, you know, looking for their future, going out there, being uh, oh, yeah. hoarded into... Uh, religious cults right. uh, being you know one time we did a it, it was a very interesting thing right at hollywood and vine before when just the theater was there before all the new stuff that's mm-hmm. there now cuz hollywood at one time you know we were walking a footbeat there it was pretty bad. I mean, the really boulevard—the right. boulevard was okay, but you couldn't go 40, 50, 40 yeah. 50 feet. You don't oh, even wow. get to the alley. You're going to get robbed. Wow! And so the task force uh, uh, LAPD took that back over and and changed it all and closed the streets down on the weekends, really? um, weekend nights, so you couldn't cruise, and so people Man. can walk around. Uh, but. I remember working undercover um, on that corner. My partner and I getting all dirtied up and sitting on the corner, and trying to. What, what, what was happening was cars were getting burglarized and people were getting robbed, and we were trying to figure out to get a little undercover stuff. And we got put undercover there, and uh, for a few days. And I remember how it was. All the things that were happening. There was a couple, a man and a woman that were there every day and they were um, you know, getting money and, and stopping people and harassing people and getting more money and uh, followed them one afternoon after they were done oh, yeah. and um, they went to their car. <laughs> got mm-hmm. in their car, <laughs> and then I had we had a black and white follow them. They had a place in Van Nuys, and they were making what? they were bringing in anywhere from and this is the eighties, you know, anywhere from fifty to a hundred dollars an hour, working wow. ten hours oh, a day. Geez. That was that was their money. That's how they made it. Yeah, and uh back then Hare Krishnas were right? big. Remember, remember the Hare oh, Yeah, yeah I You know, finally that cult got. You know, all the airports and all the stuff.
0: I remember seeing Yeah, I was was
2: sitting there in the corner and had a couple of uh, people grab a hold of me and try to throw me off the corner because I was too dirty, and that was their corner to work. Really? Yeah, so it was very... What what goes on in Hollywood, you know, it's very much the same way I feel about Las Vegas and things like that, Mm -hmm. and that is, do you remember uh, Disney... um, Pinocchio, you know, he goes to that that island where there's the um, where there's the uh, amusement park.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and
2: you know, and everybody's having fun and everything. But then you realize that underneath the amusement park are all the all those people that get turned and yeah. and are mm-hmm. r- making the rides go and yeah. everything. That's very much the way you have to think about cities. Yeah, you know, there's a surface and you see the surface everything. that everyone sees and you know, that's shown in T V and right. on mm-hmm. you know, Google. <laughs> yeah. But then um, the reality is that there is always an undercurrent of something and someone who are taking advantage
0: yeah. of it's a, it's, what's a, it's a darker happen. side. So before we get to talking about your um, your technical advising, your firearms advising for Hollywood movies, television shows, which we definitely want to get to. Before that, you, when you were a young, I think you were like a trainee, or you were in your earlier career, as I recall, you received the Medal of Valor and the Police Star? Uh, police
2: Star, actually, the Police Star I received um, right after West, well the way that LAPD does it is. You go to your first division and you get trained there, Mm -hmm. and then they we call it the wheel. They wheel you
0: out
2: somewhere else. You're gone. But in between, um, depending on the year uh, and where they needed bodies, they they would send those young officers either to the jail and you work in the jail Mm -hmm. system and learn about that, or you got sent to um, communications. Mm -hmm. Communications is the actual place, you know. Los Angeles Police Department Operator Forty One. What is your oh, emergency? Really, right. You know, and so I mean, that could I, be, and in that object. was it. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many thousands of times I said that wow. in my year that I was there. But I was Operator Forty One, so uh, <laughs> so that's what you would do. And um, a young lady called up and was was very upset over the phone. Her baby, uh, one year old, actually, uh, crib death, and oh. had stopped breathing, and was very. She was very upset, of course, and so what I did is um, through the phone explained to her what we needed, you know, how to hold the baby, what we're going to do, we're going to breathe right. for the baby. At the same time, I got my partner, you know, we we're you're we all on that line, and it's the same thing. You know, you wrote it on the card, and you put mm-hmm. the card on that little belt, and that yeah, belt wait, went yeah, into right. oh, yeah. that whole thing the old way, you know. And and they uh, got an ambulance en route there, and it took about seven minutes for the ambulance to get there from when she called to the ambulance actually at the door. Um, and she kept the baby alive to the ambulance got there. Really? And then they saved that baby. Uh, wow. And, that, and I received the Police Star for that. But
0: So the Police Star, just said for everybody to know, these are pretty big awards. Like these are yeah, not, yeah. You're, he's always really humble about it, but I mean the Police Star, it's an award for bravery, usually awarded to, for officers for performing exceptional Judgment and or utilizing skillful tactics in order to defuse extremely dangerous or stressful situations oh, there you go. That's the this, that would fit. And then the Medal of Valor you also received in, in 96 in, in, that was in 96 in yeah. the Medal of Valor It's the highest law enforcement medal awarded to police officers And it's awarded for individual acts of extraordinary bravery or heroism Performed in the line of duty at extreme and life Threatening personal risk, and wow. you got that, and that was in. And that was a little bit
2: different. Yeah, uh, yeah. did you jump was...
0: into some water or something? Like so, I, I can only go by what I see online. But yeah. I was like, "What did he do?" Like he like the like, uh, I, like I have a well, picture of it in my mind, but then I'm kind so of, I want to hear. You know the whole El Nino. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, yeah. California gets these El
2: Nino storms, and and what happens is you know it rains. It doesn't rain for a year mm-hmm. and all the ground and everything hardens mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then you have these trenchal 24-hour rainstorms or, or multiple days worth and what will happen is all the rainwater because the ground is so hard and so dry oh, that, it doesn't absorb cool. so all that water then goes into the system and all those uh, culverts mm-hmm. that you see on television that were originally rivers then were originally rivers but then they concreted them in oh. and now they're those concrete yeah. ones that you see that go all the way to the oh, ocean yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that'll fill water in the water or get 40-50 miles an hour Whoa. and uh, <laughs> fill fill those up and I was um, actually just got off work. Yeah, yeah, they're they're full (laughs) rapids, and and what happens is, well, I just I got off from work, and um, a friend was driving me home. This was right after the, um, this was right after the earthquakes. So we were actually I was working, I was teaching at the academy, and we wore these kind of dicky blue uniforms, Mm the work stuff. And um, I make him wear that. Well, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Like my standard. The blue standard, standard blue <laughs> uniform, and we um, instead of the dark blue wool right. stuff. And we were taking that. We were actually getting the because the freeways. Some of them were where I lived. Some of the overpasses had broken, so you couldn't use. You had to go through streets. So we actually, I was taking for a while the train, mm-hmm. and we take the train in, and if you in uniform with your firearm and everything, you took the train in, you took the train home, and um, a friend of mine that was downtown he said hey i'll pick you up and drive mm-hmm. you home and you know and i said that beats taking a train you know yeah, so right. I got in the car and we were driving home and we we went over this bridge and i and i can't tell you why it happened the sun was setting off to the right and going over the bridge and i looked and i thought i saw something in the river
0: oh something
2: um, moving something moving rapidly in the river mm. and so we went over the bridge and i was like eh. It was bothering me, but you know, couldn't let it go. I turned to my friend Rick, and I said, Rick, Ricky, did you see that? And he's like, see what? And I'm like, I thought I saw something in the river. And so he's still driving, and we're driving across this yeah. way. Right? And and he's like, do you want to go check it out? Does something bother you? And I go, yeah, just, you know. So he hung a right, and he whipped down a couple of streets. And, you know, Ricky, thank God, he's a hell of a driver, gets up, and we, thought, we go yeah. back yeah. We we cross back over and I jump out and as I jump out I see what it was pass right underneath me and it's a little boy. Oh Gosh. and I was like, Oh crap. So I jump back in the car and I go, Ricky, Ricky, there's a kid in the in the wash uh, and he's like, Oh shit. So we turn and we race and I'm talking talking about we're we're flying flying at the water I think was thirty five, forty miles an hour at yeah, the time. And Christ. we're flying yeah. and we get to one of the gate systems. And about a year, two years before that, or a year before that, uh, a young boy was killed in the wash. And, our, and I had talked to the fire department, and and uh, they said, well, you know what, because we were on the bicycle patrol, I was working a bicycle patrol then, and one of the firemen reached back to his keys, and he gave me this key off his key ring, and he said, you know what, if you ever get, if you ever need to do it, you'll see and he showed me on the fence there's like the way it works is there's a piece of chain and then there's like 10 locks and the mm-hmm. locks each lock into each other right, yeah. and so if it's like department of water and power and the fire department okay. blah 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 they each have their own lock ah, right, right. and so he showed me you know you grab, you grab the fire department lock they all look the same <laughs> and you stick this key in it and turn it and it unlocks it and then you can go in there. All right. So. For some reason, I had that key oh, wow. on wow. my on my keys, <laughs> Man. Holy cow. And we race down there, and I race up to the fence, and there's ten locks, and I'm like, oh, shit. So I grab this thing, and I remember, I think it's this key, and I just, I'm gonna go. I gotta do ten locks. I just yeah. grab the first one, stick the and key start in, and it opened. The first oh, one, that's great. yeah. So I like went, Okay, there's door. a yeah. there's something going on, and I yank the thing off, and Rick drives out, and and we're like. All right, do you see anything? I can't see anything yet. I'm like, okay, you know what we'll do? Smart thing. Why don't we just, and it didn't look like much, because the water was flowing in the middle of this culvert, and I said, why don't you just pull the van, he had this gray van, just pull the van into the water, and if the kid shows up, you know, he's coming down here, I just grab him right right there so he goes okay so he puts the <laughs> he, he drives into the thing and it picks Whoa. the water picks up the van oh i was and just gonna say like pushes it over, like, out of the way the
0: water will like move above. yeah it was it was crazy
2: yeah. you uh, we find out later on oh, that wow. ten miles an hour or four inches of water you can't you stand can right. up, <laughs> like, you know. And this is uh, two feet of water. Right. Uh, traveling at forty miles an, <laughs> an hour. hour, you know. Oh, so anyhow, so Rick now is like I'm trying to get the door closed because water is going to come in, oh, and yeah. he's got the car in reverse.
0: Holy! Crap. And he's
2: he's spinning the tires and he wow. gets it back out of the water. And I look to the right and I don't see anything yet, but I look to the left. And there is the break. So what happens is the water, because all kinds of stuff ends up in there, like uh, furniture and logs and stuff. They have these concrete things built in so that it cracks and breaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, so now I'm going. uh, You're not. No one's going to survive hitting the it. It's going to just break you up into pieces. And I looked to the other way, and as I look the other way, I see something coming. So I looked yeah, at Rick, and I go, call 911. I reach down and unsnap my belt, and he's like, what the hell? And I throw my belt in there, and I run towards the kid, and I dive, in the and I dive and I dive into the water. And I come up, and I've got the kid around me, and now I'm doing 35 or miles you, an yeah, hour, going down, right, the right. down the river. And something the is line. in my other arm, and I pick it up, and there's a guy. A guy? some uh, Another man had seen this, ran down to the water, reached out to grab him and got pulled right in. And so now the three of us are traveling, you know, 35, 40 miles an hour towards these things. And a lot of things, a lot of things happened. I can tell you that uh, a lot of things went through my mind. One was, you know what? The center of it was a big concrete piece that came down at an angle. Okay. And I was like, you know, if I can, if I can hold on to the boy and hold on to the guy and turn my body kind of and hit that with it. my chest, right? I, maybe the water will push yeah. me up. It. Okay.
0: So I said so. that was my
2: brilliant idea. <laughs> and so, at kind of limited 35, choices, really. 35 miles an hour. I hit the concrete embankment, and it did exactly what I thought it was going to do. I mean, it, it did some damage, but it also pushed me up this thing. And then what I did is I threw my leg over it, and I'm going to tell you. If you don't believe in God, you should, because already, the key thing, right, having the key, getting the first time, look, looking over, you know, all the these fact things happen. Yeah. Right, exactly. The fact that you <laughs> saw the kid in the first place. And here's the big thing. The big thing was, two years before, my wife uh, was was a big horse, a three-day eventer. So, Okay. Dressage and jumping and everything, and she used to go to this farm, and she always wanted me to go out there. And I had ridden horses, but you know, I, I, I was not into dressage and yeah. that stuff. And so for Christmas, I didn't know, but the farm next door was a polo farm. And for Christmas, she bought me ten lessons, and I went out there and and met this woman that ran it. She's in the in the all kind of, all kinds of. She was the first female polo player. She used to dress like a guy oh, in order wow. for her to play wow. polo. <laughs> she's in all these books. She's an amazing Susali Hale, uh, God rest her soul. But she's an amazing woman. But I fell in love with playing polo. And <laughs> and I thought I knew how to ride horses until until, you until, I, until <laughs> I got there. And you know, for the first three months I sat on a horse with no saddle. Really? And nothing, nothing. And learn to move the horse using my knees. Really? Because when you're playing polo, you're holding on to the mane, and you're telling Uh, the horse where to go and you have a stick. In your hand, that you're hitting a ball, I mean, 100, 100, a three and a half inch ball, right. 100 miles an hour, you know? You're so sure. you, everything is with your legs. Wow. Yeah. So for two years, I had been riding and using my legs. That skill set oh, helped me. That oh, skill set wow. had me hold on. Oh, my goodness. Because for the next 60 minutes, you were on that breaker for I seconds? locked my legs onto this. Holy and God. I'm pouring adrenaline while I'm holding these people. Because The call went out and a helicopter, LAPD helicopter, came down to almost touching me. She tried to get me out of this female pilot who was amazing, tried to get me out. I couldn't. The wash from the rotor was too much much. and everything. And then finally the fire department got there and set up and they had to actually get a ladder and hang it over the top and a Mm -hmm. a fireman had to rappel down onto the concrete and walk and and, we first saved the gentleman's life, and then we got the boy because I had moved the boy in front of me yeah. to protect him because the water was just the water was keeping me on. It was probably concrete, pressing, you into pressing me into it, it. Yeah. you know. Um, and then, you know, they finally they finally got him out and they got me out. And his core temperature was in like oh, didn't even think down it. Yeah, in the low be- oh, 80s, okay. and uh, mine was like 85. And they had to, you know, they wrapped us in blankets. and did all kinds of stuff to us. Holy Uh And then I was sick for at least six months. I had really well, I um, imagine. all the water, the water's filthy, so oh, I had all right. kinds of problems. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. and from that um, oh, stem, the Medal of Valor, and then yeah. actually from that
0: and then you uh, got the U.S. top cop, top from, cop in the United and that was from States. President Clinton? President Clinton so got to have uh, wow, so you uh, met, you coffee you and tea that in, is the, so cool. in the Oval Office. What's he office? like in person if it's okay It
2: was amazing. Um,
0: I've always heard there's people say kind of, like amazing. There's one <laughs> of the things, you know,
2: and, and and I'm a little conservative, so I wouldn't be yeah. normally a Clinton, uh, Clinton type of supporter. Uh, but uh, but he when really he, did it right back. oh, I tell it you what, so I tell you what, if there was good. a, a so voting good. booth in the, in the Oval yeah. Office, I would have voted for, for it. him. Yeah, yeah, really. so First of all, I'm in the Oval Office by myself, the President. and <laughs> Okay, so that in itself <laughs> that is, exactly is, is going to be, be like awkward. And, and he yeah. looked at me and he says, "Michael, where would you like to sit?" And I'm like, "On your lap?" Yeah. I'm like, can <laughs> like, uh, I sit in this chair? And he says, "Excellent choice." That's. Teddy Roosevelt's chair. Awesome. Um, and so what? I sat in the chair, and he sat behind his desk. And then we moved from there. And he said, "Oh, I'm not comfortable sitting behind my desk." So we sat in, the, in wow. the on the couch, and we talked. And uh, his secretary brought us some tea. I had some tea with Your tea Oval, with President with, Clinton. With President That's Clinton impressive. and impressive. You know, my wife at the time was outside in the in the uh, rose garden, and and then uh, they brought us out and. Did everything? Yeah, uh, it was an amazing experience. Um, it's just an amazing experience. I mean, and that
0: top cup is one. of, uh, There's only one police officer from. It depends
2: on. It depends on the year, but your your departments, the departments themselves will, and and the unions will um,
0: nominate nominate
2: one. nominate one person. And then it only boils down to
0: like, yeah, but then it only boils. It's not like I don't think there's. Fifty that get it. Though, no, right? no, yeah. no, no, so no, no. Like They'll nominate you in the, well, the if You have, have to have someone from
2: wow. that state. Yeah. Right. And then uh, I think impressive. for us, I think I don't remember how many there was for us. Like six. But there's six so or many seven.
0: police officers, and there's a lot. They're all bra- Like they're yeah. all doing relatively great things, things, things. Like stuff yeah. happens, and then to 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 make it to that level is pretty impressive.
2: It, it was a, it was a very interesting wow. experience. Uh, my parents who. Who never were really pro police yeah, right. found themselves sitting at a table yeah. in Washington, D.C., <laughs> with the vice president having dinner right. and having the vice president tell them how brave their, <laughs> their son, son was. is. You now right. like, do you finally believe me? Now, now do you get it? Now do you it? understand it? Are you still mad that I took off the
0: prelude? Like, are you still mad? So, <laughs> Hey everyone, Mark and I are really excited about a special feature we have coming up about the rise and the challenges of this technology transportation company that has literally changed the world. It experienced explosive growth, but had constant controversy, making it one of the most fascinating companies to emerge over the past two decades. The firm, which was founded back in 2009, soon grew to become one of the highest valued private startup companies in the world. And yet its leadership, culture, and business practices have all been called into question, and the brand itself has been under seemingly constant attack. Join us as we explore the rise, the challenges of this technology transportation company. We've all used it and the leaders who are now trying to save it today. Join us as we discuss the rise and fall of Uber Technologies. Hey, Mark, are you excited about this uh, 2021 Female Leadership Summit?
1: Oh, David, this is going to be incredible. I can't wait.
0: I am, I am really pumped about it. The 2021 Brandology Female Leadership Summit is gonna be your opportunity to access a wealth of leadership insight from a world-class faculty we've put together, ready to equip and inspire you, regardless of your field or industry.
1: Yeah, so each chosen leader will provide a short, five to 10 minute presentation on culture, on leadership and practical ways to help you succeed. Um, There'll also be a panel discussion on hot topics. Uh, The belief female leadership matters is more important today
0: than ever before. Absolutely. That's why the 2021 Brandology Female Leadership Summit will give you access to this unique group of world-class faculty who will share their distinct perspectives, inspiring and equipping you with practical skills you can use right away. So don't
1: miss the 2021 Female Leadership Summit only on Brandology Podcasts. So subscribe and download the episodes to be notified of this
0: upcoming event. And as always, thank you for listening. Thank you. Mark and I want to take a moment and thank everyone that listens and subscribes to our podcast. It means a lot. We're truly trying to make this one that we ourselves would find interesting and find entertaining. Um, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or ideas for subjects, great brands that have risen and fallen, great case studies, or fantastic guests that you'd like to see, please reach out to us. BrandologyPodcastStaff at gmail.com. That's BrandologyPodcastStaff at com.
1: Hey, David, that was another great episode. We tend to post one or two a week. Uh, unfortunately, don't really have a way of wrapping this up.
0: No, uh, no, we really don't have anything formal or fancy or technological. Um, thank you for listening. Please follow and subscribe. Turn notifications on so that when we post the next episode, you will be notified of the new content. Thanks everyone for listening. We really appreciate it.
1: Everyone, thanks for listening.